Smell those eggs and bake. It's time for Breakfast Talk, a podcast covering a range of entrepreneurial and independent comics creation topics first thing in the morning. Of course, please like and share if you're enjoying our special seasoning. And be sure to subscribe to join us every Monday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central. Let's talk. Hey, it's the Breakfast Talk. Breakfast talk. Breakfast talk. In the morning. It's time to talk. It's time to talk about breakfast. This is Casey. That is not Casey Kasem. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I was like, this. He's is... yeah. He's kind of distinct. That's how. Yeah. He's it's got Dingo a... and the baby. <laughs> Dingo and the baby. Dingo and the baby. Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is 2021. If we haven't died, uh... we're there. We're in it. <laughs> We're balls deep this in year, it. Right? I can't year. believe that that thing happened. Yeah. That one thing in December? Holy it, macaroni. It was crazy. I am both shocked and confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Hector killed a guy with a trident. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Man yeah. on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I had a grenade. You saw that. Where'd you get a grenade? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Do you really love the lamp, or are you just saying that? I love lamp. <laughs> I, I love lamp. And now we've got a copyright strike. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, there you go. Yeah. All right. The topic of this episode is the future of crowdfunding indie comics. Thank the you, future. Ellis Novak. Cyberpunk 2077 crowdfunding. Yeah. You talk about the game? We all talk like this in the future. We all talk like this in the future. Uh, All brooding and stuff. Uh, My eyes are really squinting right now. uh, Dylan's wearing a shirt. Shirt. (laughs) (laughs) He is wearing a shirt. He's. wearing a shirt but he has a beanie on that you can find in our indie store the description the the link is in the description i can't talk, <laughs> I can't talk. the future oh. of in of crowdfunding indie comics that's that's first of all it's a great topic but it's also very vague uh, yes yeah, so we're gonna make it less vague by explaining <laughs> <laughs> That is a revolutionary idea, guys. How has nobody ever thought of this? I don't know. That's why we have a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I was actually, it it is something interesting. One of the things Greg and I have been talking about is um, the fact that Kickstarter is great, but one of the reasons why, like, you know, Toys R Us, um, you know, Borders, you know, uh, what is it, Radio Shack, a lot of those businesses that, like, went out of business, that one of the primary causes of that was that they weren't they didn't handle everything in their business so um borders for example decided not to sell their books online they're like amazon's got online we're not going to deal with that i think it's a fad anyways and the issue with that is that basically once you start handing stuff off like that you're now beholden to someone right and anytime you're beholden to someone you know if, if it might speed things up and like some people who want quick money are willing to do that, but in the long run, it's going to hinder you. And so, for example, um, 
there's a, a, an old client I had where they worked with this company who would run a campaign for them. But the campaign was run through their platform and not through my client's platform. And so because of that, all the emails that were collected that didn't follow through, the, my client never kept. It was kept by the, the, the other campaign runners. And so they were building this huge email list with all these people while they're not actually helping the client out as much as they uh, should be. Where later I then replicated that same campaign, but they got all the website traffic. It wasn't going to a landing page. So now they've got you know uh, SEO and authority being built. You know now they've collected their emails. You know now now they have the you know potential phone numbers too because now they can ask other questions that other campaign might not have. And because of that, they now have full ownership of their audience. And one thing um, that I, I believe any business needs to worry about is owning their audience. And there's a uh, entrepreneur named uh, Russell Brunson who talks about the three types of audiences. There's audiences that you uh, earn. So that would be like, say you hopped on one of our podcasts and one of our listeners found out about you through our podcast. You didn't pay for it. You might've spent your time, but you didn't pay for it. So you've earned that podcast or earned that audience. You've earned that uh, fan. Then there is the audience that you, um, that you buy which is like ads. So maybe you get them for a moment through an ad, but then there's the audience you own, which is when you've collected their email and now you can reach out whenever you want because you now have access to that audience. And that's one of the big reasons why it's very powerful if you run people through your own website through a web, you know, as opposed to a website like Kickstarter, you can actually track that through the Facebook pixel, uh, Google uh, tag manager, things like that. And with that, you've now gotten this much closer to owning the audience that Kickstarter might not be able to share with you or Indiegogo might not be able to share with you. Um, and you know, that's something that Greg and I have talked a lot about that crowdfunding isn't necessarily a bad idea to make your comics, but I like to see it in, I'd like to see it evolve into the type of platform where it's almost like pre-orders pay for your comic to be made as opposed to a crowdfunding campaign where you plan on making your comic anyway, and most artists know that. So if you don't reach your goal, you're still likely to make your comic. You're just not gonna be able to get that extra funding for printing or whatever it is that you wanna do with that money. And so that's another big reason why, like you know, Indiegogo, for example, it doesn't have as big of a reach, but you get to keep any money you earn. Where Kickstarter has a much greater reach, but if you fail, you don't get any of it. So it, it's, it's definitely, a uh, an interesting path that I see a lot of uh, artists going on, but I would like to see it where eventually people own their own crowdfunding campaigns, just so that when they pull people in, they have all of the information. It's all there. Yeah, I think that's exactly how I interpreted the question too. Was more or less like how do how do, how do you move forward from crowdfunding <clears throat> through another platform into I guess making it solely about your your projects continually not just like having to run every single project through kickstarter essentially like um <clears throat> once you've figured out the the basics of running a campaign you could just have that based in your website like you can just guide people to your website you don't necessarily need kickstarter anymore because you kind of already understand what a campaign looks like and feels like and how it should how it should run should you know the rules they've, they've set up a rule set for you all you have to do is kind of copy those rule sets 
and then just make it make your website kind of function that way. Um, and that's definitely something that you know Chris and I were talking about because I had read uh, a few articles that was kind of along those lines. Is like you know you you essentially become um, kind of just a leg for another for another uh, website as opposed to like all of the attention being focused on your projects. It's like you're just one of many um, with on, within that platform. Um, and if you can draw in both the 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 attention to your website and along with the, the, the fundraising aspect. Now you're doing like two things at once, you know? Um, and then you're gathering emails for yourself. You're, you know what I mean? Like, you, like what you were just saying, you're, you're gathering all those things in one place, as opposed to just being a leg of somebody else's marketing strategy and campaign and stuff like that and email lists and all those kinds of things. So um, I think that's exactly how I feel about it as well. And I think the next step in crowdfunding also is, or the evolution of crowdfunding and the future of crowdfunding for indies <clears throat> to me is, is um, I guess more a system that's more like Patreon as opposed to um, something that's like a, like a campaign that's set with these goals and it, like all of nothing type thing. Um, I don't necessarily, I think Indiegogo works for some people and, it, and I think it's really catered to, uh, or it really works better for specific kinds of projects, like long, like, you know, this is long-term, but you have enough content already that you can, you know, fulfill I get or keep people's interest going throughout that year time span, whatever that longer time frame. Uh, but I guess something that's more like Patreon um, that would extend to an individual as opposed to going through a site like Patreon, like where you can build it on your own, your own website. And it's, it's a crowdfunding campaign. That's, that's long-term that's more or less like a month to month subscription basis. Um, I think that's, that's probably where Indy should lean into because at the end of the day, any website that you go to, that's, that's crowdfunding, they're going to take a percentage of it. And you're already going to have to pay a percentage of it through taxes. You want to eliminate as many of those, you know, um, those drains on you as, as you possibly can. So I would say that that's probably the future of, of indie crowdfunding, in my opinion. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, we actually on our website, we actually started doing that um, in November, December, uh, while we were away for the month of December. It still, hopefully, has been going up in subscribers um we made milestone type things so like what most people do like me when we have a kickstarter we do like backer milestones and like each milestone we give something else away so it's another free thing that people can get which would be which would be like the number of backers as opposed to the amount of money you've collected so you could have 30 backers and still not be at your stretch goals or something like yeah. that so so just to clarify what that means yeah so um so <clears throat> our website uh it's like different increments of numbers depending on so there's basic but uh, subscribers though that's the thing that's, yeah, yeah our, our objective is now subscribers instead of monetary yeah right so we just want traffic and engagement basically yeah, like zoom so, zoom <laughs> it's just green lights so yeah um <laughs> So after like a hundred uh, basic subscribers, we unlock another thing. And then after like 450, we unlock another thing. Then there's paid subscribers, which that's a whole other ball game. And that unlocks like bigger things like um, a video game. <laughs> it unlocks money for creators and for us and can actually do things that we've been wanting to do. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, um, you know, I think you guys are probably the 
first platform that's probably doing this, which is yep. interesting in itself. Because, um, like, you see, you know, um, just to give an example, like a platform like Webtoons, they they really encourage you to have like something like a Patreon. Um, so it's not their device; they're, it's not linked to them. But they're like, yeah, go and do this. Like that's, you know, go and go and uh, support these people. So they do encourage people um, through their platform, but it's not something that they're holding on their platform. And now what they've done on their platform, they've they've added uh, monetization in the form of now you can read comics early, you know. So that's their way of now monetizing the vast readership that they have, um, and it's a good idea. And it's it's not really like it's it's kind of they keep it cheap because they know it's not necessarily like a huge value builder. Like I can just wait another week. Like I don't need to see this. But um, what it is is like fifty cents to view, you know, the 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 issue early, which is like super affordable to most people. Um, because it's not like this huge thing that you're gaining, but you know, 50 cents for them, if they're taking 20% of that 50 cents, you know, there you go. Like that it's the, it's the numbers game for them. Um, at that point, because you know, if you have thousands, actually, I think they have millions of viewers and subscribers and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, so if you take even two cents from millions of people, you know, that's, that's a lot of money, uh, coming in. So it's, it's a numbers game for them, but it's, again, it's not something that they're the platform in itself is just about viewing comics and now they're monetizing in a certain way it has nothing to do with um any crowdfunding principles or helping crowdfund any of their creators yeah it's pretty yeah. Awesome. look at that i went from very vague to very specific which is great yeah. and I, definitely, I definitely do like that idea it's like like first moving to your own platform doing crowdfunding and then moving into more of a subscription base platform where like it's funny because like i don't like subscription for a lot of things but when it comes to entertainment that's one of the few things i actually don't mind like netflix yeah like you know if, if it's if it's not that expensive and i can get access to the things i love like that's all i want and so right. you know yeah when it comes to software on the other hand you know i want to buy that stuff <laughs> yeah no it, like yeah adobe uh everybody was like pissed off about adobe and i, and I get it but at the same time it, i think long term it does make it more affordable because yeah. you're I think it's better for businesses, honestly. Like, yeah. Because like, we're actually, so for my brother's business, um, the Upstate Sound, uh, basically, we want to be able to have like a creative center where people can come. Like we're already building a studio where we have, uh, we just built a new computer, the hard drive should be in um, and everything. Actually, oh yeah, everything would be built by now. So it's all built and uh, people are also flooding it. It's been so busy. <laughs> <laughs> um and but anyways yeah the whole point is that like, the point of the studio is to be to have like a creative platform and by having access to like the adobe cloud that would be great but like you know if you want to buy the entire creative suite cs6 from like scratch it's like 2600 dollars, right but instead you can spend 80 dollars a month or whatever it is to get everything and right. with that like you can immediately sell access to just use the computer yeah. and all of a sudden you can make that money back in a single day and, and so it's like, yeah. And, and when they start upgrading upgrading those programs, because it does like updating the programs, it does happen pretty quickly. Like we have Creative uh, Creative Cloud um, for for Maui. It's like there's an update probably every like two months. Yeah, you know, and, 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 and they, they do add features. They, yeah, they even do major updates. So like I think yeah. the most recent one's 2019. Yeah. Like, so I think it was like 2014 it came out. They made a new release in 2016, 2017, and then 2019. Oh yeah, they've been happened. having. They've actually been having. There's already a CC 2020, but it's more or less oh, like, yeah. E yeah, even even with the 
small updates, they still do update various things. So they'll change yeah. little things around. Yeah. Like even from our last update, like I was like, where's this button at? And then I had to go online and, and they're like, oh, they changed the system around, but it is, it is easier this way, but um, it's just not something I was used to. And I didn't think like from version 2.3 to version 2.4, it was going to change 3. like, 1, like yeah. yeah, a whole different, like the, the access of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's kind of like the phone plans where you, you're paying for your phone and then you can just upgrade, you know, whenever you want. Right. Like, so you're paying month to month it's on your phone and then you can upgrade. Car. Be like, yeah, exactly. Car, at the end of the lease, you end up, you can just switch to another car and continue. Exactly. And, and you haven't paid, you know, again, that one time, you know, purchase that the value of it, you still gotten it over that year, but you didn't pay the $2,600 you paid you know, uh, 600, you know, something like yeah, that. It's also so. like renting a house. Like you don't have to maintain anything either. If there's ever an yeah. issue, you can, you know, uninstall, exactly. all there, and, you know, they have backups <clears> to just the cloud, you know, so it's like, you know, yeah, not really like, like a house. But yeah, I really, yeah, me too. But I really dig the idea of, uh, of having like something like a Patreon, like on our, on individuals' websites. And I think that's probably, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things that you probably have to have hire somebody to do that, you know, to make your website function that way, actually, or you have to learn a new skill set. Actually, actually I'm pretty certain that PayPal allows you to set up a um, like a recurring payment like that. You have sure. to pay to have that feature, but it's still something that then you have access to. And no matter what you do, if you collect money, you're going to be paying a percentage to somebody unless you decide to create your own credit card company and get certified right. by the FDIC. So, like, you know, you're basically you're going to pay a percentage, but PayPal will probably be the best route because Whoever you go through is probably going to use PayPal. So they take a percentage, then PayPal takes a percentage. So if you just go right to the source and then just pay them, I think they also take a smaller percentage if you pay them. And then you can set up like monthly recurring payments with people and right on your platform, button away. Yeah, no, that's that's actually probably one of the easier things. I mean, just like d literally designing your your website oh, yeah. to feel like a, like one of those yeah, platforms to, do, to feel you, function. Yeah, then you have to do some of like the API stuff with a, a company like PayPal and then make it yeah, yeah. your own. But like, that's the thing is like, that's what I mean by evolution though. Like it's gonna, I think it's gonna slowly move to like collecting money on your website through literally a PayPal button for crowdfunding. Then eventually make it a monthly payment thing. Then eventually, yeah, customize it, make it your own. And now it looks like yours, but yeah. it's still ultimately gonna have something like that in the background running. Word up. Cool. Um, Breakfast talk. So Breakfast it, talk. So it's the new future year. style. Um, it is. Uh, <laughs> it's like saying space windows. It's like it's like space spaceships, space windows, space food, space um, people. Like you mean humans? Yeah. Space, space dad. Space dad. You can have the space dad now. You're welcome, so, world. I call him Elon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, I don't really believe in resolutions. Okay, see, that's like a song. Like a we were writing a song before we, we started this podcast. Yep. Yeah. We're gonna Believe get in the studio right away. We're gonna release that. <laughs> so uh, instead of re resolutions, uh, I believe more in like goals and like goal setting. So comment below what your goal or goals are for this year big yeah. or small something that's a goal um what yeah. are yours did then and Mine? hector 
for me, it's uh, to become fluent in Japanese because I've been practicing long enough now. I've gotten quite good, but I, I know that if I got another year's worth of uh, Japanese in, uh, I bet I could uh, start asking people around to do crazy stuff that they don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, then. Yeah. That's a good goal. <laughs> yeah, so that, that, well, that's one of them, but like, I got a bunch of yeah. them, like even something like that. I would say, I would say um, one thing that I, I've done this with a few people um, uh, this year, getting them set up, is, is thinking about personal goals and professional goals. And whether it's in your job or it's in like, like say a side hustle or side business you want to build, like that, that's what I've, I've worked on. So like this past year, I, I've had the goal to, you know, learn Japanese, uh, improve my drawing, which I've gotten great at both of those now, but I'm trying to get, you know, amazing. I want to get expert level at this. And then um, for my professional, it's like create uh, recurring revenue sources, um, create uh or build my income level and build a brand by being on like the podcast and, you know, uploading on Instagram. And so I've been working on all of those. And even though I fell short on some and uh, surpassed others, like just having the goal made it so I had something to strive for. Yeah. A hundred percent. You have to make the goals. When you, <laughs> when you start off a new year, it's, it's, it's definitely, um, at least important in my mindset, because that's, for me, that's like my stock take is like entering into a new year. Like some people do it around their birthday or like, you know, around like a six month mark. I typically do it around the, around a new year. And I don't really think resolution based things too. I'm, I'm more goal oriented. Um, so my goal for 20 or my personal goal for 2021 is to uh, me and Greg were talking about having like a weight loss competition. So that's one of the yeah. things that I'm going to really be engaged with uh, and trying to, I don't want to say lose 10 pounds, but what I want to say is that I want to get down to my prime weight and then have like a sustained way to keep myself there. So change my whole diet plan, change all those kinds of things, my whole lifestyle that's around food, my, my interaction with foods um, and things like that. Um, so that's, that's my personal goal. Professional goal is, is pretty similar to what you are talking about, Dylan, is definitely improving my income level. Um, diversifying the amount of income that I bring in. So like the different pockets of, of ways I can bring in some money. Um, and then, but also reduce. Um, you my, recycle? My, no, uh, reduce, uh, recycle my time, but reduce my, my stress level when it comes to working on the things that I have to work on. So again, not overextending myself in 2021, oh, yeah, but making totally sure I'm not going to be a thing. Super year. productive. Yeah. No. So that's, that's, those are my goals for 2021. Cool. How about you, Greg? Right, right. uh, try to actually escape. lose. Try to lose weight this time. I did lose weight uh, last time. year, but you know, I I gained like a few pounds. Holiday stuff, probably. But <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've already planned it. <laughs> I've, I've guessed. <laughs> I want. I want um, to get out issue three of Seer Chronicles. Um, that's gonna come out. Our video game is number one. Our video game and our platform is literally the focus of this year. Um, we're going to get, cause I'm looking to get things going so I don't have to do my full-time job anymore. If I yeah. have to go to part-time still, that's fine. I, if I can get money from this business and actually like start getting money from it, that would make yeah. me pretty fucking happy. 
I forgot another one of my goals is to move to another state. Oh yeah. I'm gonna be moving. I'm gonna be moving this year. In Nashville, Tennessee. (laughs) No, I'm gonna be close though. Fairly close. I'll be in Dallas. Texas. Texas. Yeah, Dallas, Texas. Is that eight hours? Yeah, it's not that far. I mean, it's It's six to eight, I think, from Nashville, not just what's Nashville. Yeah, no, it's like it's like seven hours. Yeah, it's like seven hours from from uh, Illinois. We drove there the last time we went. I'm probably closer to Hector than you are. No. Yes. Who knows? Who knows? Geography. You had to be there. (laughs) But uh, oh, I was gonna say the the thing I was uh, sneaking in here. The twelve week year. The twelve week year. Yeah, so basically one of the things that um what uh oh baby. Oh my god, what happened? Oh my god, one second, I'm looking at this thing. I was trying to figure out where uh how far away Dallas was and then it like messed up. <laughs> Miles. But uh oh yeah, so the twelve week year though, um I I finished reading this and it's a great book about how to yeah, it's nine hours. You're crazy from Tennessee yeah from Nashville I just looked at it. it was nine hours and 32 minutes <laughs> then it's farther than Illinois it only took me yeah. seven hours to get there last time well that's because Illinois is more inland than Tennessee yeah I, I, I always think Tennessee is closer to the center of the like the country but it's not it's like right under Ohio yeah yeah um but anyways um what was I saying uh oh yeah so the whole the whole point of this book is instead of having like six plans for the whole year and then all of a sudden it's November and you're like ah, crap, I didn't get to the thing that I wanted. Now you're rushing. Break those apart into a 12-week plan where you just tackle one of them. But you do, but every week is like you're a month, right? So you got like, if it's a 12-week year, that means that technically you could have four years in a year, right? Right. And then have a week break between each because that's 52 weeks in the year. And this would be uh, 48 if you only do 12. So the, the whole point is that basically you spend a whole week planning, scheduling out what it is you want to accomplish, and then you execute for 12 weeks. Because he talks about how, you know, it's not so much about whether or not your plan worked out as much as it is about whether or not um, you executed on your plan. A lot of people, like, they write out a plan, and then they don't follow through with it. And then they're like, okay, maybe I need a different plan. It's like, no, you never follow through with the plan. That plan might be the perfect exactly. plan. It requires more work than you thought, right? right? And uh, he says that um, it, whatever your plan is, if it's, if it's, as long as it's, you know, it is actually a good plan, it, if you even accomplish 85% of the execution that you're supposed to do, that's enough to actually reach your goal. And so you should create this big, this big idea, but like, yeah, focus it to one thing. So like, for example... If say I wanted to, you know, create a bunch of apps or businesses, you know, uh, ironically, I actually kind of did this with my um, build build revenue sources. I just didn't follow through with it. So ironically, this this year I'm going to be focusing a lot more on doing it this route. I'm going to spend 12 weeks only focusing on building one revenue source because if I do nothing but execute on one thing for 12 straight weeks, like. It'd be crazy to think that I couldn't do it as long as I actually commit myself to it. Right. But if I'm like, oh, I want to have three by the end of the year, it'll be October when I'm like, oh shit, I only got three months left before the end of the year, right? Like it's not, I don't know if I got time. Um, so, you know, that's the reason why you want to, you know, break it down. And so like, I definitely recommend checking this book out. It's actually a great book. It's not that big. You can read it fairly quickly. 
And um, like I said, it's all about just getting rid of all the, you know, oh, I'm going to do this by the end of the year and go, nope, 12 weeks to make this one thing happen. Like, you know, a big thing, like I want to lose weight too. I'll, I, you know, my 30th birthday is in March and I want to see if I can get that six pack for my 30th birthday. So I'm going to be nice. hardcore for that's going to be my hardcore personal goal. So like I'll learn Japanese on the side, but if it's slipped, I'm not going to care that much because my first primary goal will be that. And for business, I'm going to focus on building one re uh, revenue source for 12 weeks. I'm going to go hardcore on that. So I haven't decided yet what that's going to be, but that's the whole point I'm planning this week. Yeah, which and one? So, yeah. Huh? yeah, which one? What's the first one? <laughs> and so, but that's the whole point though, is like making sure that you actually take the time to plan out what you want and then shorten the goal or shorten the date, I mean, not the goal, um, so that you have to rush to get it because procrastination actually works, but not at the goal so far away. So if you're like, oh, I got a week to do this, and then you do crunch time on Saturday because you didn't do anything all week long, very often you can finish that if it's a short, uh, short enough goal, like you know, cramming for a test. But it doesn't work in the long run. And so yeah. instead, use that to your advantage, shorten your um, your goal times, and then you know, you know, full steam ahead, recover for a week, plan your next big goal, and then rush towards that. And if you do that, you might have four major wins in a year. You don't think you're going to be jacked for the next year, right? True. You're going to be getting more pumped all year long for the next year. Oh, so yeah. that's definitely something I would highly recommend all the viewers and uh, the current attendees to test uh, <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Well, we have Breakfast mugs. <laughs> yep. We have mugs and now there's no glare. Shirts. We have shirts. We have a beanie. He's wearing a beanie. Yep. And hopefully by that time we'll have or or I'm sorry, we're gonna be launching soon. <laughs> um, some new merch for yes. uh, for breakfast talk. Check like out shirts. the new merch. For yeah, check it out. That's not check visible here because the orders haven't come in yet. But we exactly. <laughs> They're in the mail. They're already made. Yeah. yeah. It's COVID. The it's COVID related. Yeah. The post office is still around. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh. All that's right. the biggest that's the biggest fallacy in this whole thing now they're not gonna believe yeah. yeah. yep stop recording that, that's that's where that's where we fell off the train right there all right stop, stop recording